Faust. Okay, I've never been to the. Um, I've never been to Spooktown Abbey or Spooktown Abbey. No, neither have I actually. Which is weird. It's big, isn't it? It's weird that it's just not. It looks big, here. yeah. Yeah. I love I love an abbey on like a cliff. You know, you have to climb up loads of steps to get to the abbey mm. on a cliff, which is a shame because this one's sort of just on the outskirts of town. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. It's quite quiet today, isn't it? Yeah, it is quiet. It's weird that they've put like recordings of people outside though. Just make it sound like people are walking down the street. Yeah, it's really eerie. It's a really strange thing like to do it. that. Yeah. Better than hearing the birds though, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody yeah. racket. Um, have you had any nightmares this week, Um, Yeah, had one where basically there was two uh, spaceships had uh, collided in space. Yes. Don't ask me how I knew, I just knew. Actually, it's because I was pals with Miss Marvel. That part was great, that wasn't a nightmare. Yeah, this um, was amazing. It, that was awesome. But the bad news was that the spaceships colliding, uh, oh. the d- debris was hurtling towards Earth and it was going to destroy Earth. There was literally nothing anyone could do at all. Um, so having that knowledge was really unsettling. Um, and I didn't know what to do. Don't know where to... You know, at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of... Stri- at all, like nothing. At, at all. Like, there was no point telling anyone because there was nowhere anyone could go. So I didn't want to cause stress. At all. At all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really uh, upsetting because I, 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 yeah. I wanted to help people, but I couldn't. And so the first thing I thought was, oh, my nana's on her own. I should go to my nana and tides. And um, drove to the wrong house and didn't give Fucking myself enough out. time. So I was just there realising I was on my own at the end of everything. And my nana was as well. And just hoping that other people I loved weren't alone. Fucking Nightmare is mate. I drove there and I shouldn't be driving. <laughs> that was the scary bit is the drive that was the scary bit driving <laughs> yeah so that was my nightmare mm-hmm. how about you any nightmares this week yeah I hired a skip to great to fill with rubbish um, that that sounds obvious but it feels like I should specify we got the skip to fill with rubbish and then <laughs> okay. it rained just fucking so much so now we just have a skip full of water so it's basically like a, a skip swimming pool, a skipping, oh. s- skipping pool. Oh, God, imagine scraping your knee on the bottom of that. Oh. That's that's upsetting. You want, we're nearly there, do you want, do you want chop a chop? Oh, yeah, I'd love one. Oh, wait, is it the proper one? Is it the one from France or is it like a knockoff one? It's a knockoff one. Yeah, go on, I'll have it. Yeah, same for later. There we are. That's Nish. Hello, Nish. Oh. Hey, Nish. Oh, hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, really good, good thank, thank you. you. Lovely walk up here. Welcome to Spookton Abbey. Yeah, thank you so thanks much. for inviting us. My absolute pleasure. Looks great. It's so we've never been here before. Well, it's a very exciting uh, old church building. <laughs> yes. It looks old and it looks churchy, so yeah. I think you've oh, nailed that. Oh, it's churchy. It's churchy as fuck, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> if you're saying what's Spooked and Abbey like, I'm saying it's churchy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Put, put that on the plaque outside. <laughs> I like to get my heresy in early on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. At least in this one, it makes a bit of sense. 
Thank you so much for inviting us here. It's really nice. I've got a couple of questions before we... Apparently you have a story for us about Spookton Abbey. Oh, um, oh I've, I've got a tale to tell ye. Oh, yes. Ye is spooky for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. Just to clarify. I don't know how familiar you are with the lingo. <laughs> uh, first question. How was your journey here? My journey here was absolutely fine. Mm. I uh, hitched a ride from a creepy guy who assured me he wasn't a murderer. And uh, That's good, uh, he dropped me off and he was good to his word. And anyway, he said, uh, I'm off to not murder. <laughs> Lovely chap, really leathery face. Anyway. <laughs> it's really nice when people clarify that they're not going to murder you. I think it's a really good thing to very nice. open with, open yeah. the conversation with it. Hey. What a gambit. Yeah. <laughs> Always used to open every, every date with that. Hi, I'm Ed. Hey, not a murderer. Not a murderer. <laughs> like rock. <laughs> and rap. <laughs> but again, I cannot stress enough. Not a murderer. But never combine the two. <laughs> never combine the two. You want to hear something scary? You should have listened to music in the early noughties. Most un- music was an ungodly hybrid. <laughs> A Frankenstein's monster of rock and rap. I got really embarrassed uh, yesterday. I think my partner was was listening to somebody's like Instagram post, and there was a song on it, and I went, "Nice, who's this?" And she went, "Limp Biscuit." <laughs> cringed my ass off. Couldn't believe it. Fucking yeah. Well, who's I'm this? not going to tell my I'm not going to tell my partner you said that because she's been to see Limp Biscuit twice recently. Oh, they're still going. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they're still touring. They're touring exclusively to people in their uh, early to mid thirties. Yeah, it, it was never really my jam, but um, it, it certainly seems to have done something to most people in my generation. And let me tell you, they are still turning up. Wow, they are turning up, and they they have kept rolling. If anyone could do it in a pandemic, it's the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they, they closed that they closed that festival down one year because they played break shit and he was like when we sing break shit I want you to go and break shit and the crowd and people just, did yeah they just destroyed the festival and had to shut the festival down that's awful. that's the opposite of limp that's in my absolutely opinion. awful that's the that's the well it, it, from from what Rigid from the first hand testimony I've heard the gigs are much more sedate affairs these days <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen him like sat on a stool these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the yeah. only thing he's in danger of breaking is his spine at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Old Dirsty. <laughs> oh God. Well, we've done the two things I like to do on most uh, podcasts, which is commit an act of heresy and mention Fred Durst. So <laughs> great. In, great. In many ways, Take those off my the work list. here is my work here is done. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, that story's in Spook Town. <laughs> Fred, Fred, Dur- Fred Durst is now canon. <laughs> Old Dirsty Boy's canon. Old Dirsty, son of Robert, of course, weirdly. Um. <laughs> How many ghosts have you seen this week? I have seen zero ghosts this week. Really? Unless, yeah, a common answer. A common unless answer. you count the fact that I have been watching quite a lot of live sport. Which looks like, obviously, under the current conditions, we're recording this in uh, something of, you know, a collective ghost story. (laughs) Uh, The old pandemic. Um, And watching sport at the moment, it does feel like you're looking at 
it looks like you're like a bunch of people like wandering around the Marie Celeste. Like it just, because they keep <laughs> cutting to these like empty stadia. It just yeah. feels very uh, unsettling. And actually, what makes it feel even more ghostly is the fact that they now have this like automated crowd noise button. Yes. And that is actually the thing that makes it feel creepiest of all. It's actually more normal when you can't when you can, when they just ha- when you don't have the crowd noise on and you can just you can hear what you can see. Whereas when you are looking at empty stands and hearing cheering, you really do feel like fuck me. That is so yeah. unsettling. <laughs> yeah. It's genuinely quite That's hor- unsettling. I didn't know they did that. I watched the rugby the other day and it's really creepy because they also like they start cheering more when something happens. I don't really understand rugby, but when something good's happening, the cheering gets louder. So somebody's controlling the noise, right? Yeah, it's it also, it, but it's slightly off, so it's slightly behind, <laughs> right. so you feel like the crowd is like cheering for a game that happened before they were all murdered. <laughs> it's quite supernatural. <laughs> that is a really good answer to how many ghosts you've seen this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between no and what is it? Five thousand. Between no and eighty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horrible. I remember uh, uh, Kath and I when we were we did a, a tour show in Ch- uh, Chorley Little Theatre and our friend supported it like open for us. Oh God! Um, yeah. But the, the the microphone so in the backstage the microphone only fed back what he was saying so you couldn't hear the crowd so, so a it sounded like right. he was dying. Sounded like he's having yeah, a yeah. terrible gig to the point where yeah. I kept on having to go backstage and be like, "Oh no, no, no! He's, he's smashing it! It's great!" But but being able to hear everything he did, the noises comedians make when the audience are laughing are horrible. <laughs> so just hearing him like do a punchline, so like, oh, and, that, and that was just the women. <laughs> Uh, what else are we going to say? <laughs> anyway, it was just so distressing. That's why I think if you got rid of the if you got rid of the crowd noises in like a game of rugby, and you just heard them be like, pass uh, 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 it I think the distressing sounds of of twenty two men exerting themselves would be far more distressing. Mm, that's a really yeah. good point. You guys, if you've been on tour, you, like me, have presumably stayed in some fucking creepy places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Probably a yurt, like, the scariest. Is... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a I'd yurt say with the... a sawdust toilet. <laughs> when did you stay in a yurt? <laughs> it was between where two we... gigs down south. Yeah. And we were like, we... let's oh, stay wow. in a yurt. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. I think that was between Torrington and somewhere, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, Something and somebody like somebody was like, "Oh, my! It's my friend's fiftieth. Come and have some drinks with us." I was like, "Oh, we've got to get back to the yurt." <laughs> the yurt. <laughs> We'd love to, but we've got to get back to the, the yurt. There's a drum circle calling. happening. <laughs> 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 Once when I was I was doing a um, a like festival thing in Hay on Wye um, with Tom Neenan when we were we were doing a double act and we did a thing at one of the. Hay, not the Hay Literary Festival, but there's like various like fringe festivals that happen mm. around that mm-hmm. sort of time. And we stayed in a hotel that that on the internet some wags have claimed is the inspiration for Baskerville Hall. And Ooh. it really, as soon as you walked in, you were like, I mean, if it isn't, it could be. <laughs> it was so like properly creepy and unsettling. Uh, <sighs> and we were staying in like a long dorm room, and it really felt really frightening anyway oh. we didn't see a ghost but um, 
there was one guy who was we, we were sharing the dorm with and uh, he it turns out sleeps in a fully buttoned shirt and no trousers and pants <laughs> <laughs> like like Winnie the Pooh attending a formal engagement <laughs> Winnie the Pooh at court <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Winnie the Pooh <laughs> We're, yeah, Winnie on a court night. <laughs> and at one point in the night, uh, he went up to go to the toilet, and uh, Tom was obviously awoken by him. I, I, I was, I, I was, and I think this is a medical term, so drunk I was basically dead. <laughs> um, and so I didn't wake up, and uh, but Nina did wake up and see this guy struggle to find the toilet, just with no trousers and pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Naked from the waist down is one of the most upsetting things they yeah, can yeah. picture. Naked from the waist down is the, f- is the funniest and worst way anyone can be dressed. Yeah. It's, bo- yeah. it's both, yeah. yeah. It's the worst way. It's the worst way. I would rather people had IMAX camera quality footage of my asshole <laughs> than be seen wearing a shirt. Buttoned up a to the top as just well. Which is balls hanging out. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? It's the yeah. It's just the the, the bell for, for lads. It's the bell end and the and the base of the balls just poking out from underneath whatever you're wearing is just fucking. It's just not attractive. Humiliating. It's yeah, so it's humiliating. Interesting. That's worse than seeing the whole thing. Like it's worse to see in the edges. I think. Yeah, it is. But it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's. Be- I think it's because it's all of the worst parts. <laughs> like I'm not saying the shaft's good, but it gives context. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. The shaft is nothing if not a vessel of pure context. The, the thing with like women in like long t-shirts, it's definitely a thing I feel like I saw more in films in the '90s. Is that it's like it's quite sort of titillating seeing a lady in like a long t-shirt because like, ooh, maybe I'm gonna yeah. see her bit of the old vagina and like there's a kind of is that spooky speak again yeah that's spooky speak the old vagina is spooky speak for vagina but like there's like I definitely remember it being like quite a thing with women like hot girls in 90s films like there's a thing with like long t-shirts but you just cannot translate that over <laughs> like that is just not yeah. That is not the tip of the dick and the bottom of the balls are an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Hor- just horrible, rancid, horrid, rancid flaps of flesh. <laughs> I think I, I genuinely think I've just I've just realised that this is why I hate seeing uh, dogs in jackets. <laughs> <laughs> exact same principle. Uh, 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 <laughs> Here to judge is the new weekly podcast from Little Wonder, where we dismantle predicaments posted online. Featuring fruity dilemmas from Am I the Arsehole on Reddit to Am I Being Unreasonable quandaries on Mumsnet. Join me, Priya Hall. Me, Robin Morgan. And me, Leila Navarbi. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Apple, or Spotify. wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Go on, give me I was just being like your hype <laughs> man. <laughs> new episode every Friday <laughs> there must be something we can use so. <laughs> so yeah so, so to answer the question between 0 and 80,000 ghosts 
Yeah, um, I forgot that yeah. was where we started. With that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the question. Just, just look yeah. back. <laughs> just, look, just circle right down. Circle back. Circle back to the the original <laughs> question. That we Thank asked. you, Nish. Um, my final question. Now, my, we've changed this. So my final question is: What's the spookiest thing that's ever happened to you? It started out as what's the scariest thing that's ever happened, and it was 50-50 racism and 9-11. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've, cha- <laughs> we've changed it to what's the spookiest thing that's ever happened to you? Well, the uh, <laughs> something actually quite spooky has happened to me, but it wasn't supernatural. I, when I was a kid, uh, my mum had gone out to pick my brother up from his friend's house or something, and I was working upstairs, and I heard, like, rustling in my house, and, like, the house I grew up in was, like, it just, like, it was a noisy house. Mm. You know, it was, like, if somebody stepped on the, kind of, downstairs, you could sort of hear weird creaks mm. upstairs, and there's just constant noises coming out of the attic, so I was sort of used, I sort of grew up, and I'm quite a easily frightened guy and was an easily frightened kid so for me it was like I saw but I did get used over time to the fact that this house was a sort of like Brian Eno soundscape um, and then but then once I heard like a kind of crash and I was like shouting after my mum and then I was like oh no she's gone to pick my brother up uh. it's probably you know it's almost certainly nothing and then I walked downstairs and there was a man in the corridor what the oh my fuck? god yeah a guy had broken into our house, and when he heard me shout, he ran out of the back. Oh, that's horrible. And it was, like, it was one of those, like, it was, pr- like, properly, like, it's proper horror movie stuff, right, because it, I had been lulled into a false sense of security, and then suddenly oh, there was, like, a bloke downstairs. That's and it's like, you, you know, I guess you always imagine that you're going to do something cool in that instance, but instead I just sat on the stairs and cried for ten minutes. <laughs> But it was like, <laughs> there was hey, nothing Hey, you know cool. what? I think that's okay. <laughs> we all deal with stress differently. Also, I was about 13. Like, I wasn't like, hey. yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, I was a teenager. Oh, that is awful, though. Yeah, to be like, like, oh, it's just the radiators clanging. Oh, no, there, sometimes it might be a man. Awful. Yeah. It was, I mean, if it hadn't been a robber and had actually been a ghost, it would have been like the perfect horror movie set up because I was literally I wasn't like going mum are you I was like mum stop rattling around like it was properly like in retrospect it was like a perfect opening scene yeah. of a horror movie I genuinely if it was a ghost it would have been less scary yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh it's just a ghost right? instead of like there's a human like there's a a, a human man and I'm a, a human boy yeah, <laughs> that's so much scarier that's so much scarier also, it was my first time of being like realizing that the police are not like the police in films. Yeah. Because like I expected they were going to be in there and be like dusting for prints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I assumed they'd be like get- getting one of those like small knives and like scraping hair samples off <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of that floor. And instead, the guy was like, "We're probably not going to catch him." <laughs> <laughs> that. Well, your first interaction with the police is always like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh yeah. you're oh, just right. another person. I, yeah. Where's your CSI stuff? You're, yeah. Where's all that? You're just me yeah, and the whole... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to have to get my own car dredged out of the river. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
What a fantastic window yeah. into Kath's life. What, what an absolutely fantastic window into Kath's life. Kath's life, that either that that's something that's happened to you or that's the first place your mind went <laughs> when hypothetically having to devise a scenario which you might have to talk to the police. Your first scenario is, well, we'll have to dredge my own car. Right? <laughs> Bloody hell, this again. Okay. <laughs> Finally, it's relevant to say it out loud. <laughs> I think that's. I think you've answered that question beautifully. Sorry, I just burped. Um, a spooky burp. Right. <laughs> Very rude to do in people's faces, though, Ed. Very rude. Yeah, super rude, super rude, super rude. Oh, Zoom is kind of a grey area, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, beautifully answered every single question of mine. Kath. I believe you have a question yeah. for Nish. Okay. Right, okay, Nish, right. So, uh, George A. Romero, zombie. Danny Boyle, zombie. Of course. Or zombie by the Cranberries. Shag, marry, kill. <laughs> okay. I think... Marry... Zombie by the Cranberries. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite loud though. A loud marriage. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if you've noticed, Kath, in the many years that you've known me, but I'm not afraid of volume. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing that does not phase me, it's volume. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're right. Uh, I should, I should have thought that before I spoke. <laughs> um, Killer Danny Boyle zombie. And uh, shag the Romero zombie for the sort of retro value. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not because of yeah, shag like... a nineteen seventies zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The what? Maybe I'm more scared of the Boyle zombie because I recognise that version of London. Like I lived in that version of London when that film is set. So in really? some way, I find it more frightening. Oh, like, I, yeah. like when I watched the film. Like when I watched. Did you guys see Saint Maud? No. No. I watched Saint Maud, and I think part of the reason I found it so frightening is because it was set in a British seaside town, which are inherently creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, she goes on a shit night out in a crap provincial pub, and like I think some of too that real. stuff when you recognise, yeah, it's too real. Mm. Like I, it, I, I watched it at home because oh, oh, there's no way to get to the cinema, and I was so relieved. It's the only film I've ever seen that I would rather have watched at home because it took me two and a half hours to watch I think a 90 minute film because I had not been pausing it because it was so frightening but oh my I think God, when you, right, think when you recognise the stuff that surrounds yeah, the actual yeah. horror it makes it even more it makes it even more frightening so I'll kill off the contemporary Danny Boyle zombie yeah that's fair and stick with my American 1970s zombie yeah great good answer write that down because yeah. I, I, I I'm fr- like where I'm from is not too far from seaside it's sort of, you know, statin railway. It's creepy as so. fuck. That is a really, really unsettling. I'm Brilliant. St. Maud. St. Maud. Brilliant. Really, really, really scary. We'll let you know if it takes us like three hours to watch it. We'll try and beat her up. <laughs> it took me three hours. And there's a table next to my. This is a story that makes James Ancaster so entertained. But there's a table next to my uh, sofa. And occasionally, if I'm too scared in a film that I'm watching at home, I pause it and just look at the table to remind me that I'm, it's not real. 
<laughs> I just pause it, look at the table and go, the table's still here. The table's still here. Okay. Table, the table, the table. What, what is it about the table that grounds you in the I don't know. I genuinely world. don't know. I genuinely don't know. But you could get up and like go go. I could get up and go outside. I could look out of a window. You could do but anything for some reason, the stare at a table. I just look I just look at the table and I'm like, the table's still here. I'm fine. Ah. It's like a talisman in Inception or something. Like it really is oh, like. God. I just like the table's still here. Just look at some of the detail on the table. What okay, an annoying thing you'd have to carry around. Like if that was in Inception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nisha's here. He's brought his table. It must be real. <laughs> look at the table. Look at the table. Right back to Hereditary. Oh God. Fucking hell. Something's great not right film. here. Great film. That. Great film. Horrible, but yeah. Horrible, but great. Oh, God, I love that. That's made me lightheaded. That's really funny. Great. Um, Smashing. Well, thank you so much for uh, answering our questions and coming here. Um, no beautiful Abby. Love it. The Spookton mm. Abby. Um, oh, yeah. We hear, we hear you have a story to tell us about this location, and we'd love to hear it now. Oh, do I have a tale to tell ye? There's a bit of writing on the screen of your eye. 1867, Spooktown. The night was cold, really cold, like someone had put snow in a fridge. A group of monks gathered around chanting in Latin like twats. Eram concludens in carcerum diaboli, they said in that singing voice that only monks have. Eram concludens in carcerum diaboli. In the centre of the church, strapped to a mirror, was William Spook. You owe me everything, you pack of snivelling pissants, he hissed like a snake with bones and a coat. I built this town with my own blood. One of the monks, in the middle of chanting, looked pretty grossed out, like he was clearly thinking, Oh, God, I've been stepping in this dude's blood as soon as I get out of bed every morning. That is unhygienic. I'm going to start sleeping in socks. But he kept chanting, because he was a fucking pro. You'll never get away with this. Silence. From behind the altar, a monk emerged, holding a bowl of what seemed to be regular water. But everyone knew it wasn't regular water because of context. William Spook, you are a foul murderer and a criminal, and so I call upon the forces of the night to trap you in the Hades mirror, he said, conveniently squashing a load of exposition into one sentence. He poured the not regular water over Spook and the mirror. It burned him, causing him to scream, but his screams were soon barely audible, for the mirror itself began howling like a big glass dog. The previously solid surface began to melt and Spook faded into the mirror. This is not the last you've heard of me. It fucking is, sang the monks. Spook screamed. You'll regret. (gasps) Suddenly, Spook melted into the mirror. The surface re-hardened he disappeared into the darkness of his own reflection. The main monk, the poorer guy, Big Johnny Paws a lot, looked into the glass. His own reflection looked back at him. 
It is done. More writing on the screens of your eyes. The present day, brackets 2020. We're in the present now. We know it's the present because some modern music is playing, like Cardi B or the Go Compare opera singer. Whoa, this place is creepy as hell, said the voice of Chad Teenage Boy, a teenage boy. He ran into the room, flanked by his friends, Brenda Sidekick and Billy Dies First. Chad, I'm not sure we should be in here, said Brenda, in a way that suggested she had a very basic grasp of the plot of most horror films. Then Billy said something, but it didn't really matter, and wasn't anything that would warrant forming a strong emotional connection. Look at all this old junk, Chad said. He kicked his way through various dusty artefacts from the church, while sucking on a Chupa Chups lolly in a very cool fashion. He pulled back the dirty old cloth and revealed the mirror. Yeah! That mirror. The same mirror from the beginning. Shit. The three friends looked into the mirror. Chad's reflection stared back at him, with all the mock confidence of a boy who'd repeatedly lied about being incredible at fingering. Brenda's face was a mask of concern because, and I cannot stress this enough, she'd exercised a modicum of common sense in her appraisal of the situation. Billy was also looking, but in a way that clearly didn't matter in the long term. This mirror will go great in my bedroom next time I'm doing some of my brilliant fingering, said Chad. Chad, I don't think we should be taking this, said Brenda. But like a woman on a comedy panel show, what she said was totally disregarded and the men simply pressed on. Help me with this mirror, Billy, said Chad. And Billy replied, presumably. As soon as they got hold of the mirror, they realised that it was much heavier than anticipated. Chad heaved, groaning under the weight of the mirror, and, we can only assume, so did Billy. Chad tripped on an old brick, and the mirror fell forward, with Billy doing so little he may as well have not been there, which, let's face it, he wouldn't be in a couple of minutes. The mirror shattered. That's seven years bad luck, cried Brenda, who was absolutely winding up to a big old I told you so speech. Suddenly, the shattered fragments of the mirror melted into pools of silvery water and began to collect together. For ease of visualisation, think about that bit in Terminator 2 when Arnie shoots the T-1000 when he's been frozen by nitrogen. But for copyright reasons, now forget about that image immediately. Seriously, forget about that image right now. God, I hope Cameron is too distracted by the avatars to sue. The pool was now, it has to be said, a full puddle and the puddle began to grow. Brenda was justifiably livid. The pool formed into Jack Spook. This, he said. The children looked baffled. Ah, shit. You've caught me in the middle of a sentence. There was a really awkward pause and Spook felt like a right wally. He quickly composed himself. What year is it? It's 2020 in the summer, in that couple of months when the restrictions were lifted, said Brenda in a way that really helped fill in some blanks. Jack Spook stood there, clearly doing some maths. For 180, I want to say three? I think it's three. It's three years I have been trapped in that mirror. Now I come to take my reward. Spook grabbed Billy and bit directly into his neck. It was as violent as it was absolutely inevitable. 
Chad and Brenda screamed, but given Billy's whole predicament, it was really a case of going through the motions. Who are you, said Chad. I am William Spook, the founder of Spooktown. For 50 years, I plundered the high seas. Then I returned home to Spooktown and used that money to build this town. But the elders were embarrassed by me. They told themselves lies about how the town was built and trapped me in this mirror to prevent me from ever escaping and telling them the truth, that this town was built on blood. Wow, said Brenda. It feels like this is a really interesting story about how suppressing the sins of the past can come back to bite you and how powerful myth-making is in the way that we write our history, especially given the conversations that are going on about the British M. Spook murdered her, much to the relief of everyone who was just trying to have a good laugh with a fun ghost story. What are you going to do now? asked Chad. I'm going to claim what's mine, said Spook. This entire town. He laughed and looked out of the window in a way that was clearly designed to set up a much better financed and therefore more violent sequel. Think Evil Dead 2 versus Evil Dead. Then he killed Chad, which was unnecessary, but quite satisfying, because the kid was clearly a bellend. Now to claim my reward to be continued. Got some, uh, got some questions. Question me. <laughs> I think you'll find this thing is airtight. Well, <laughs> you say that. Now this is, this is, maybe I fixated on this too much, but it was built on blood right you keep saying it's built on blood but there was a mm. bit where you said it was actually built with his uh, high seas earnings like he travels the high yeah. seas and then which is it the blood was a metaphor okay the blood it wasn't literally built on blood if anything that monk was being overcautious in his <laughs> interest in hygiene although given the events of the last year maybe not a bad idea yeah, yeah wear socks to bed and wash your hands <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. I'm not wearing yeah. feet muzzles, mate. Get, get those feet nappies off my feet. Yes. <laughs> you sheep. <laughs> <laughs> um, he- headlines for me. Yeah. What was the lolly called again? Chupa Chups. Hmm. Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. Uh-huh. Depending on how you pronounce it for taste. Mm. Uh, it was. Uh, I just specified the brand because um, it comes from the Super uh, Ships region of France. <laughs> Anything else just has to be called a uh, small, hard, sweetie stick. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So this was, it was a real deal, basically. <laughs> it was a way of illustrating that Chad, teenage boy, was a man of means. <laughs> I think uh, it was yeah it was the, it was a Chupa versus Chupa I think for me was my was my first question. <laughs> Secondly, I think um, you, usually I wouldn't pull people up on this kind of stuff, but you have twice now said there's no holes in the story. So I, <laughs> I, I, I believe uh, before we officially started recording, I referred to it as the opposite of a cheese grater. Yes, so yes. <laughs> yeah, the you pure did. absence of holes. I believe, <laughs> I believe you did. Um, when he went into the mirror, lovely imagery, by the way. When he yeah. went into the mirror, he was called William. When he came out of yeah. the mirror, he was called Jack. 
Jack. Ah, oh, now. What happened now. in those 103 now. years? Oh, bearing, in mind, bearing in mind, nothing happened to him because he was mid-sentence. Has <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> a big old hole you've left there. The thing about these traditional ghost stories is that they get handed down from generation to generation. <laughs> and sometimes in the telling, they become sort of corrupted. Think of the Danish myth of the Ur Hamlet, that by the time it came to be written down by William Shakespeare, became Hamlet. This story, <laughs> due to a, uh, you know, the modern equivalent, say, of the oral tradition of the corruption of names and the alteration, i.e. the failure to properly execute a find and replace. <laughs> has, <laughs> right. right, you're right. You said, you, had its own, <laughs> had its own. <laughs> version of the okay, yeah, yeah. the churn of names <laughs> wait no I'm still gonna right you, you say things get passed down and things get missed you know when it's retold it changes he was called Jack and William in 2020 <laughs> there was no he was called William exclusively William <laughs> in the 1800s and then in 2020 it was Jack and William <laughs> <laughs> so well mm. what happened there is the narrator <laughs> refers to him as Jack presumably the narrator <laughs> the narrator felt like he looked like a Jack in that moment <laughs> okay. okay and then it was clarified he's only I'm referred William to as Jack on quick retrospect uh, twice and I can only <laughs> assume that is the result of a poorly executed find and replace operation. Now, like, usually wouldn't pull any water for that, but you're, the hubris of saying it is there's no holes in it. This is I Wish I Was an Only Child with me, Rachel Mason. And me, Kathy Mason. In this podcast, we speak to other siblings about their relationships to find out where we're going wrong. We've already had some amazing chats with Daisy and Charlie Cooper, Frank Skinner and his brother Keith, Athena and Seth Cableno. And in series two, we're sitting down with Connie and Dr. Rupa Huck, Roman Kemp and his sister Harley Moon, Rosie Jones and her brother Ollie, Selassie Bormitter and his sister Edenarm, and lots more. New episodes every Wednesday. Listen on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Billy dies first. Brenda, um, Brenda, Brenda sidekick. Brenda, Brenda, Brenda sidekick, sidekick. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And, and Chad uh, teenage boy. Chad yeah. teenage boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who all uh, we know? We know their parents, because um, obviously they live. They live here. Very yeah. much so. The teenage boys are pillars of the community. Um, uh, the <laughs> yeah. uh, sidekicks are their friends, and the dies first. Uh, nobody really knows anything about it. Nobody really knows or cares anything. Yeah, about I think them. I think both of his parents are dead as well. Um, yeah, I think I think that line is wiped been wiped out. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Chad, Chad's mum, Sarah, teenage boy. Indeed, <laughs> it's, I feel it's not nominative determinism, is it? With her, <laughs> it's not. It's not ideal, and she would have rather have kept her maiden name, which is of course Sarah, teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Chad's father. Dan, teenage boy, yeah. is a very traditional and, frankly, <laughs> rather unpleasant individual. <laughs> uh, um, he's, he's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah, we've we've heard we've heard rumours. Yeah, about I I golf bad. I golf with him. 
And he's just like, yeah. He's just a cunt. Um, Try getting <laughs> that guy to get a, get around in. You'd be waiting a long ass time. Oh, yeah. Bloody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too yeah. right. Yeah, Too bloody right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is, is his wallet trapped in a Hades mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that to him there, because he, he does get violent when he's had a drink. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> Yeah, we can joke amongst ourselves, but do keep it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Keep it in this little circle. <laughs> so, teenage boys. Now, the the monks who who still frequent Spookton Abbey, do they do they know about uh, uh, William Jack escaping? Yeah, and I don't want to point fingers, but they've really est the pooch on this one. <laughs> I, I I'd say. I'd say if you've been warned that William Jack, the evil pirate, is trapped inside that mirror, yeah. you pop it in a safe. I think that's yeah, a, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, keep it in the back of a frequently used office. <laughs> yeah. Just keep, keep it somewhere visible in a place where there's a lot of foot traffic. Yeah. Yeah, it seems weird to leave it in a nearly abandoned abbey yeah. in, this, in the centre. Basically, perform, perform the ritual and then wash your hands of it. <laughs> They yeah. drop the ball. Yeah, there's no aftercare. To err like human, Edward, to forgive is divine. <laughs> <laughs> they drop the ball. The monks drop the ball. And you know what? They'd be the first to uh, hold their tonsured heads up and say, <laughs> we really... We made a mistake here. We've... We've really... We've, as the French say, fucked a dog on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Are you? Is that what? How do you know the story? Are you a member of the monkhood? Because I am William Jack. <laughs> Holy no. shit! You don't even know oh, your name. Shit. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not William Jack. I, uh, no. I just um, what I am is a prodigious Googler. Okay. Like I go on the uh, same website that Willow does in Buffy. You know how there's a point in every Buffy episode <laughs> yeah. where yeah, they're yeah. like, "What is this? I don't know." And Willow's like, "I'll just go on the website that has an inventory of every murder that's ever happened in this town." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a huge frequent uh, ghostlymurders. Dot org. Dot gov. Dot in. Great. It's an indie <laughs> website. It's an indie website, uh, and it just uh, you just click on whatever your town is, and it gives you all the potentially sus murders that have happened. Not any of your clean kills, but the sus murders that have happened, and the sort of general stories. It's that one, and it like Willow's, like Willow in Buffy. It oh, it's it it's still operating at a dial-up speed, so you really have to wait for the thing to appear. In a way that often, you know, in a narrative sense. It creates a very slow reveal, <laughs> slow, a very often convenient reveal. A very sort of staggered, yeah, yeah. like the image yeah. will come down yeah. in yeah. threes. Yeah. Yeah. So, or a lot of the time, oh, the God. text will appear, and you'll think, "Oh no!" And then the photo will appear, and it'll really be of someone that contextualizes a lot of what you've seen in the previous, say, twenty to twenty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why haven't we heard of William Spook? If if William, William Jack, Jack yeah. Spook, well, we've been in Spooktown a long time. That's what Britain does with its history, guys. Bury, buries it and then denies okay, it. Okay, that's a really good. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. People hadn't really heard of Edward Colster before they flung him in the drink. Yeah, very true. Yeah. It's really good to. Um, I think this has happened every time. If you uh, um, use something that we can't really argue with from a moral standpoint <laughs> as a defense for your whole story. Yeah, I guess it's in then. Fuck's sake. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, that did that does happen in real life, and it is dark, and it <laughs> better pop into Spooktown. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I guess the story you finished writing 50 minutes after the podcast started recording should go in <laughs> because of that <laughs> I didn't have time to do fully execute the finder and blast <laughs> Uh, I think I'm ready to, to debrief with you, Kath, if you're ready to debrief with me. Okay. Are, okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm, I'm, yeah, I could be ready. She was born ready. I was born nice. ready. Thanks, Nish. <laughs> um, bear with us, Nish. We're just going to go have a little conflab about your story. Perfect. Uh, over here by all of the monks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, weird they've just, just been, been watching, watching us. us. So weird. Really weird. Rude, actually. Never said, not said Quite anything rude. as well. Not even a welcome. Hi, guys. Sorry, we're just going to squeeze into the middle of you all here. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, 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 sorry. <clears throat> what do you think? I... I don't know. Like, he's, he's just... Got, he's gone on that... He's gone on that website. That's the thing. It, it, it could be it's fake news. It's a Google news. story. It could be fake news, can't it? Mm. You can't just go on Google and go, oh, yeah, I believe that, and that's that. Two seconds. Nish? Yeah? Did you Google the story, or did you use another search engine? Binged it, bitches. <laughs> Bing, he binged it. So it's he a binged it, story. It, right. That's way worse. Yeah, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... It's, binged it. It might be... You know what? <laughs> Safe search off. <laughs> <laughs> Large images only. <laughs> HD. <laughs> Is he still shouting from across? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's talking to one of the monks now. Okay. okay. Give me some meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story, but I can't confidently say. Oh, absolutely! Put that in spooked out. Yeah, guys, this is how our town was made. No sweat. Oh, how do we find yeah. out? We binged it. Nish binged it. I'm going to defer. That's what our town is made of. I'm going to defer to one of one of the monks. Okay. Excuse me, mate. Do you believe the story? Yes or no? No. There we go. It's a no. It's a no. <laughs> it's a no. Fuck. I, like, imagine how embarrassing it would be, talk, going through a museum, and being like. Oh gosh! What? How did you know all about this? Oh, Bing! <laughs> That'd be so embarrassing. Yeah, the blue oh, you know, plaque. We didn't fact check a, any of it. This blue plaque just the link to Bing. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so embarrassing. Yeah. We can't. It, we, it can't become part of spooked out yeah. law. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go back to Nish and tell him the, the terrible news. Okay. Hi, Nish. Hey Nish. Hey. Hey guys. Hey. What's up? Just over here, binging some stuff. <laughs> Big <laughs> Can't believe the Normans arrived in 1068. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, about I'm, that. Got bit um, bit of bad news. Hmm. Uh, the bad news is we don't believe you, which I guess means we're calling you a liar. But we're not calling you a liar. We're calling Bing a liar. 
uh, I suppose. I um, can't believe this. I'm as angry as Pete Best, the seventh Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was anyway. it was wonderful to see you. Um, have a safe trip. Are you sticking around, or are you going to head off? Uh, I think I'm going to go and get hooned with these monks. They got nice, some yeah. killer mead. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck getting a conversation out of them. They're not very chatty, but no. I'm sure when you get some mead down them, they'll be yeah. wankers. Get some uh, mead in ya. <laughs> get some mead in ya. Get some mead in ya. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming, and we'll, we'll see you... Gosh, I hope it's soon. Yes. I'll see you anon. Speak nice. for later. I'll see ye anon. See ye anon. <laughs> give, <laughs> give our best to William Jack. That was nice, isn't it? Really nice. I tell you what I thought about that one was that it was nice. What <sighs> are you up to now? Oh, Billy Piper. Just up to Billy Piper? Yeah, go, go, gonna meet Billy Piper. She's, um, she neck burps when she yawns, um, uh-huh. so I'm going to have to sort of convince her that it's not a ghost. So we're going to, um, what is it, the Mozzie Museum of Science and Industry. Okay. Oh, well, I, I love um, science, industry and museums. Well, have a lovely time. This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Rodri Vani. Logo artwork from Suze Hughes. Voice by Melanie Walters. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and I Wish I Was an Only Child. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.